This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, the Thursday edition. Got a good show on playing. Gonna talk a lot of high school athletics and whatever today. Um, first, going to be joined by Tara James, the uh, girls basketball coach and athletic director at Providence Christian. It's been a minute, Tara. How you been? I've been well, Monty. Um, better in the last week. The dead period is over. We've had quite a few kids on campus and, um, you know, kids on the field, kids in the gym, kids in the weight room. Of course, we can't make contact, and we're taking several precautions. But it's just nice to have kids um, being active on campus, Monty. So doing well this week. Um. When when are y'all scheduled to open? We are. We were scheduled to open on the twenty second. We extended that until July twenty seventh. So, Monty, I think we're going to be the guinea pig um, in the area because we do start school so early. And um, what what type of precautions are you taking? Are you requiring students to wear masks? That kind of thing. Teachers. Yeah. How's all that going to go? <laughs> There's a huge list of precautions that we're taking on that are on our website, and we've relayed that information. But, you know, the hot topic seems to be the mask right now. Um, we are requiring masks for everyone when social distancing is not possible. Um, and we are looking at, you know, there's new information coming out all the time. We are looking at possibly not... Um, making our younger ones, like pre-K and kindergarten, wear them unless they are around a different population, you know, older students, um, older kids. Um, but, man, we're navigating that the best we, the best we can um, through CDC and the governor and health departments. And, and um, you know, we've gotten sneeze guards for our little ones for their dads. Um, we've bought an ozone machine. Uh, we've, you know, there's so many things that we've done, thousands of dollars. Fortunately, you do get some relief for that um, to do the best we can to help protect our students and teachers and families. So 27th opening day, um, what's your football team doing right now? So as you know, our football team is not, PWSAA, but we are still following uh, what they are saying. Um, we are eight-man this year, and we've got a great group of uh, guys out there. we got almost somewhere in the mid-20s to early 30s uh, amount of kids out there, and they are doing mostly just um, agility, speed, weight room, um, you know, doing anything they can do while keeping social distancing and um, not making contact, which is tough for the sport of football, as you know. Yeah, I think everybody's, you know, everybody's in that mode right now unless they're cheating, and I'm sure some are cheating, but um, <laughs> maybe call me cynical there, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not naive either, so, you know, but. <laughs> um, I agree. Um, well, obviously, you know, with the state of emergency extended through the end of august now that has cut back because really before um we went into the dead period when they came back 
Uh, I know a lot of the schools around here, they were going to start doing seven-on-seven tournaments and things like that. Well, that's kind of been squashed uh, for the time being. And I would imagine just straight conditioning gets the boredom has got to be brutal uh, in that regard. I mean, you got to be in shape, but, um, you know, when you when you, you can't knock heads a little bit and, you know, it, it, it makes it tough to go out there every day. Well, I mean, and unfortunately for our guys, they're kind of getting an unrealistic look at what football is <laughs> because, you know, this is a new sport for us for the high school. So we've got a lot of athletes that play other sports that have not played football that are giving it a shot this year that aren't getting a realistic look at football. Um, you know, they're not hitting each other. And as you know, some kids just aren't going to enjoy that. Um, some kids like that and some kids don't enjoy that. But the, the positive, I believe, too, though, Monty, is I was, I was looking at our kids working the other day thinking, this is one of the only times I remember being in July and kids being really motivated and really excited about being here. I mean, they laid around for months. Um, and, and we did a couple weeks before dead period, but there wasn't a lot we could do. And so at this point, I've been saying to people, let's not focus on what we can't do. Let's focus on what we can do. And um, from, from what I see on our campus, kids are just, regardless of what we're doing, they're excited about what's going on right now. Now, ask me that same question uh, mid-August when kids are just totally burnt, specifically soccer players and football players on conditioning and agilities. And, I mean, they want to play. So I get that as well. Yeah, I think um, when you look at this, there's there's so much of the unknown every day, you know, and you wonder, uh, you know, I wonder if, you know, there even going to be fall sports at all. You know, you saw the Ivy League yesterday canceled off all fall sports. Yeah. And and those are the smart people, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I wonder what those schools, Mommy, is if they're so well established financially and otherwise that it's not a huge blow. I'm sure it's still a blow for them. Um, but I can't imagine, you know, our school right now, football is fantastic. We're excited about it, but it's not what makes our athletics role at this point. We right. will benefit from it as it becomes established, but some of our schools need it for their athletic program. I mean, this is outside of the fact we want our kids and coaches to play and coach. But I mean, the funding that comes from football is hugely important for schools, um, for some schools, and for TSSAA, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, years ago, I went with um, MTSU's women to Stanford um, for a NCAA tournament. And, um, you know, we drove into that campus and I, their, their tennis courts look like Wimbledon. And I thought, boy, what a vulgar display of wealth they have here. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday they cut 11 sports. Now they play about 30 something, but right. 11 sports. And that's, you know, you want to talk about a money, you know, uh, money institution, like Stanford, that just floored me. That is unbelievable and sad. Um, I think athletic programs are probably going to suffer tremendously. I mean, I was talking to a former player of mine at Cannon County who is a trainer, athletic trainer at Cannon County, and her position was cut. I mean, it cut back 20%, and unfortunately the, the athletic end is probably going to get cut first in some of those areas. So I, it's it's a very unfortunate time to be an athletic. Yeah, it's a it's a turbulent time because, as I said, you don't know what's going to happen day to day. You just uh, and there, you know, as an AD, whether you're in high school or at college, there's there's no manual for this. No, I was speaking to another fellow AD this morning, Lynn McNatt, good friend of mine, who said, "I feel like I'm going into war every morning and every day with a plastic knife." Just, you know, you don't know. You're making plans and you're you're trying to stay positive and you're and you also don't have any idea what tomorrow is gonna bring. And so just trying to again focus on the things that we can do today because that could be totally different tomorrow. 
We're joined today by Tara James, the athletic director and girls basketball coach at Providence Christian Academy. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. A message from Leon Daniels, host of The Truth Will Set You Free, 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings on WGNS. Are we living in the end time, the time of Jesus' return? If I said I knew I would be a false prophet, Jesus said we all can know. If we read Matthew 24, chapter, he tells us exactly what to watch for. The Truth Will Set You Free every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. on WGNS. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. One of the finest restaurants in Rutherford County, at the top, has the friendliest. It's like a magnet. You just draw people in here. It seems different here in Murfreesboro. It just seems like everybody is more welcoming. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. Food is ready-made. You make it. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. Parks Auction. We handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi, I'm there. Do I have a high now? Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615 615- 893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The TSSAA Board of Control held a special meeting Wednesday to discuss plans for the upcoming football and girls soccer seasons due to the extended COVID-19 state of emergency through August 29th. Bernard Childress, executive director, updated the board on the status of discussions with the governor's legal counsel, saying they're working based on conversations they're having as a best way to move forward. And because of that, decided to delay any vote on a contingency plan until they have details worked out with the governor's office. Childress said the governor's office legal counsel needed time to observe data and work with the TSSAA, but there will come a time to make a decision on a contingency plan. But Childress said their opinion right now is not the time to make that decision. Complete coverage at WGNSSports.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Tara James with PCA joining us today. All right, Tara. Um, Let's talk about your basketball team. What have they been doing during all this downtime? Well, I'm going to show you my insanity right out of the gate. Yesterday, um, and I am thankful for travel ball coaches, so let me start with that. Travel ball in AAU is not my favorite type of basketball to watch, um, but I drove um, to Birmingham yesterday just to watch two or three of my kids play in an exposure tournament. <laughs> so that that right there should tell you, Monty, how, uh, how much I miss it and how much I want to be around it. I've got quite a few kids playing travel ball right now. Um, a big tournament that Nashville was going to host, Nashville Murphy's rather run for the Roses, got canceled due to the new mandate. Um, but 
Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis. There are a lot of other tournaments still going on. So I've got those kids playing, and then Carrie and I have um, three, four days a week, weight training, speed and agility, and then just shooting and dribbling and um, individual skill-type drills that we can do at this point. But we're thoroughly enjoying that, not knowing what the future holds, but still planning like like we will have a season. And um, we've got good turnout, either kids, like I said, playing travel ball or kids in the gym. So very promising, very exciting. Again, just happy to be doing something. Yeah, I was going to say um, you know, whatever you think about travel ball and whether they should be doing it or not, putting that aside, um, even if there's not structure, um, they're at least playing, being active, and working on their game in some regard. Oh, absolutely. And those travel coaches don't have to be doing that right now. I mean, they were supposed to be playing. This particular team that I watched was supposed that A.C. Markham was on and uh, Mia Alexander. you got to remember that name, Monty. Mia has gotten so much better. Upcoming sophomore, um, she's going to surprise a lot of people, but they were supposed to be playing locally. Well, the coaches just found another tournament in, in uh, Birmingham. Incredible facility in Hoover, uh, Alabama. And so, you know, they're taking those kids to play. So I'm, I'm very thankful that they're getting to do something that they enjoy. Um, out of, you know, we can talk statistics all day, but it seems that young people are at less risk than most, um, and so I'm very comfortable that with our players playing in those facilities with other kids their age, and uh, it was a true joy to watch them play yesterday. Now, um, obviously soccer, we don't know what's going to happen with that, or football for that matter, um, but golf and cross country aren't, quote, contact sports, so um, it looks like those seasons will be able to start on time. Yeah, as well as volleyball. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I don't know how much volleyball you have watched, but there's definitely contact um, and not social distancing in some cases. But, again, I'm not going to argue that point. I'm thankful that those seasons, uh, like I told, we had a parent meeting and volleyball going on here the other day, and I said to the parents, man, we're going to keep moving forward with safety precautions in place until we're told not to. And at this point, we can move forward. And so with golf, um, volleyball, and cross-country, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah, and the thing about volleyball, everybody touches the same ball. Right. Well, I mean, in blockers and hitters, when you're blocking and hitting, you are literally in each other's face. Yeah. Um, and running after the same ball, but again... You know, I'm assuming there are smarter people than myself making those decisions. So we're going to roll with it. Well, you know, I look back um, during the three weeks uh, before the um, um, dead period, um, the high schools were out practicing, well, conditioning, you know, as you, you alluded to what y'all were doing earlier. Um, two kids and a coach tested positive. And, and I'm not making light of that at all, because if it's your kid, you're going to be worried, obviously. Sure. But um, you probably got over a 1,000 kids out there in the county that were doing this. You know, we got 10, 11 football-playing teams now. Um, for only to be two cases, that's not bad at all. So I, I don't mind shooting a statistic. We had three weeks of... Before the dead period, kids on campus and coaches on campus, and it was about 1,400 people on and off, on and off during that three-week time period. We had two positive cases. Um, we came in, we cleaned, we went crazy, we stayed with our same protocol, and there was no um, spreading from, you know, whoever the person was that was positive to another person. And two out of 1,400, and that one was asymptomatic, so no symptoms. And the other one had very minor symptoms. So I think that's pretty good odds. Um, we, we were pretty happy with that. I think it's unrealistic to think that we're not going to have any cases. But being able to kind of strategize and work through it through athletics, 
before school opens up has been very beneficial for us. All right. Before I let you go, I've been kind of polling coaches. There's been more um, boys' coaches than uh, women's. I've talked to one uh, girls' coach, um, basketball-related. There's been a big push. I know Barry Workman at Blackman, he's the president of the basketball coaches of Tennessee. Um, they're pushing for a shot clock. Um not a definitive number it could be 30 35 40 and a lot of people seem to be on board with it a lot of people don't seem to be on board with it what are your thoughts you know it's funny i thought about that yesterday because i looked around that gym at hoover and there's about eight courts going on and there was no shot clock but i will tell you those kids there's no way they held the ball for more than 15 seconds of possession so it didn't matter um, I, I would like a shot clock, Monty. I think that would be a nice addition to the game. Um, you know, it changes the strategy. I, I don't know many teams anymore that honestly have an offensive set that's more than 30 seconds. I, I really don't. Um, there are probably some. It's not me, and it's not many teams that I play. And so uh, I'm, I welcome it. I'm not passionately pushing for it. But I think that would be a, an, an interesting aspect and a fun thing to bring into the game, make it a little more enjoyable. Um, of course, I'm saying that now with some talent. Uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm going back six, seven years, Monty, I don't know that I'm saying the same thing because sometimes it's, it's advantageous to keep the ball as long as you possibly can, and that's a strategy. Um, so I, I'm not... I'm not really pushing one way or another. I, I am I'm for it, but again, I'm not necessarily out there, you know, waving the flag for for it's got to be done. Yeah, I would. You know, obviously, it would change games at the end of the quarters. A lot of people hold it for a minute and ten seconds, right? Um, things like that, and I would think teams um, that like to trap and press, they would like that because. You know, when you do that, it typically takes a team 10 to 12 seconds just to kind of get into their offense if they're being pressed to get up the floor. So I think teams that are good defensive and athletic and, um, you know, got good lateral skills, that would be uh, very advantageous for them. Right. That's what I mean. It kind of depends on where you sit and what your team looks like because I've had other teams where that is not the case. And we need to, yeah. you know, have the have the ball as long as we possibly can. So um, I'm good with it either way. I think it'd be an interesting addition um, to the sport for high school basketball, and I, I would be for it. But it'd also be okay if they didn't add it. All right, Coach. Good to catch up with you again. Um, stay safe, and we'll uh, talk to you real soon. All right, Monty. Good talking to you. That's Tara James joining us today on All Sports Talk. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. An exclusive look at Rutherford County weather from our own meteorologist. WGNS Weather Eye Forecast is on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's busy out here up and down 24, but it's moving fairly decent here on 24 East. Coming over from Nashville back into Rutherford County. Short stopping of delays there at sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard, Broad, and Church. It's got some traffic as well. But that perfect getaway just outside of Gatlinburg. Check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on now. CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up brew, here's what you've been missing. I tip my cap to you, sir. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Speaking of Tipping our cat. Tip our cat to her. The Wake Up Pro. <laughs> Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Hello there. This is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. 
they won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go blue. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up today? Well, good afternoon, everybody. Of course, the biggest story in college athletics yesterday came out of Princeton, New Jersey, where the Ivy League finds its headquarters. And the Ivy League yesterday uh, made the announcement they were the first conference to say that they would not be playing football this fall. As a matter of fact, they will not be playing any sports until the – turn of the calendar into January of 2021. So interesting how they went about it. Uh, they they were the first uh, to, to cancel their basketball tournament. They are now the first in the country to uh, cancel uh, football being played. They do say, however, that practice and other athletic training opportunities for enrolled student-athletes will be permitted, provided they're structured in accordance with each institution's procedures and applicable state regulations. The Ivy League will also issue guidelines on a phased approach to conditioning and practice activities to allow for interaction among student-athletes and coaches that will begin with limited individual and small group workouts and build to small group practice sessions and if public health conditions permit. Well, the uh, obviously everybody uh, has an eye on that. Uh, what does that mean for Conference USA, the Southeastern Conference? Well, you know, there have been certain commissioners and athletic directors that have uh, have been uh, highly visible in their comments uh, throughout this entire pandemic, one being uh, South Carolina Athletic Director Ray Tanner, <clears throat> who says that uh, he that he is not using the Ivy League as uh, a barometer for the SEC or his own institution. The same goes for Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, who is uh, one who a lot of people look to. Uh, both of them said they do expect to play football in the fall, but still it is yet to be determined whether or not it will be with fans. So that is still something to be looked forward to. And uh, so uh, just uh, the, the first domino has fallen there with the Ivy League, and we'll see how it does affect the rest of college athletics. All right, the Middle Tennessee Athletic Department will host its third Zoom webinar that will be open to the public next Wednesday at noon. So put that on your calendar. The third event, titled Moving Forward While Looking Back, 
is a conversation with Blue Raider legends. It'll feature six Middle Tennessee greats from different sports and different eras of Blue Raider athletics. I'll be honored to serve as the moderator. The panel for this webinar will include, uh, from baseball, Bryce Brents and Clay Snellgrove from women's basketball, uh, Alicia Clark and Heather Prater, Heather Prater Warren uh, from football, Kendall Newson, and from golf, Mike Harmon. All six of these individuals had a great impact on their sport and the landscape of Blue Raider athletics during their respective eras. That is next Wednesday at noon. And again, it will be a Zoom webinar. You can get the link uh, from GoBlueRaiders.com and be able to go in and enjoy it. Well, Kenneth Gilstrap uh, has always enjoyed reading. Reading, but uh, being a black student, he didn't see much on the library shelves that related to him or motivated him. The former Blue Raider defensive back and current cornerbacks coach always wanted to change that for the younger generation of African-American children, and he recently fulfilled that dream, self-publishing his first book titled The Boy from the Swamp. There is a full article about that on GoBlueRaiders.com, and it's well worth your time to go take a look at it. Well, Ja'Cory Williams and the Herd That Team uh, playing this afternoon in the basketball tournament. We'll uh, tell you uh, how they did tomorrow and give you a final update for the week. Everybody have a great night. Have a great day tomorrow. Uh, Be uh, careful and uh, be nice to each other. All right, Chip. We appreciate you as always. Talk to you tomorrow. Remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Ray Morn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shops. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. These are unprecedented times we're going through. All of us in any kind of business are taking precautions. I'm here today to tell you that we're still doing business and I'm subscribing to the best practices about personal interaction. Technology is our ally, from virtual home tours to digital document movement and signing. My website is my digital hub at choosechip.net. Homes are still being bought and sold, and I'm here to do that in a safe, responsible manner and to be your trusted advisor in real estate. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Appreciate Terry James with PCA joining us today, and now we're going to be joined by Oakland head football coach Kevin Creasy. Coach, how are you? Good, Mike. Um, well, let's just kind of jump into things here. Uh, yesterday, we were expecting a vote on a contingency plan. Any of those contingency plans um, would call for a start date of September 18th, but um, – they delayed the vote. So, what did you uh, take from all of it? Well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of hard to figure out what people are saying and doing behind closed doors, and it's really hard to figure out what people are thinking. But hopefully, uh, you know, it's positive news because uh, they didn't say no to a regular season, you know, a, a team game season. Uh, so there's still hope, and there's still a chance that things may go back to normal and. Uh, you know, I, I think they kind of put it on the governor and uh, uh, trying to see uh, if he would uh, kind of treat high schools like uh, they're treating some of the college sports and <coughs> go back to normal. So we're going to figure out if it's positive news or, or not later on. Uh, but right now we're, we're, we're planning on having a season just like we always have. Um, I know some coaches 
were a little disappointed that they didn't go ahead and vote on the contingency plan. You know, hey, you know, if if we're not going to start till the 18th of September, what's it going to be? You know, is it going to be this games, this many games, this playoff infrastructure, this playoff scenario? Um, and you know, if uh, they get the green, if you get the green light, fine. Um, would you have liked at least known? what that contingency plan would have been. Yeah, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I'd kind of like to know what's going on. But uh, at the same time, I understand they're, they're in a uh, tough, tough predicament. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a situation that's never really happened before. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that that uh, feel like they need to kind of take a step back, uh because, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that goes into making a decision like this. Uh, there's the fear of the great unknown, and a lot of people are still worried about, uh, you know, making a decision that affects so many people. Uh, the coaches that I've talked to, they're disappointed. They're just uh, disappointed that there's not more guidance. There's not more uh, people up at the uh, – the the governor's office or even TAA, they can say, listen, this is in stone. You can hang your hat on this. This is what we can guarantee is going to happen. Uh, but at the same time, if you put yourself in their shoes, it's very difficult to predict one week to the next what's going to happen because things change so quickly and things are so different than they are normally. So, uh, you know, I kind of see both sides. And, and ultimately, I think you got to make, you know, the best decision that you can for all the guys that are involved, the coaches, the referees, and especially the players and their families because uh, they're going to be directly impacted by these decisions. Yeah, and like you said, it's day-to-day. and it's, it's hard to evaluate data when things change every day. Like yesterday in Davidson County, they had their uh, the most reported cases ever. So you don't know what's happening day-to-day. Yeah, and it changes, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they don't want blame for a lot of this stuff, and uh, it's understandable, and it's a tough situation. It's going to be a tough decision, and that's it's going to be uh, one of those things where hopefully there's there's a plan. Uh, you know, it's it's not just, hey, we're going to start here. It's a plan that, hey, well, if we start here and, this school has an outbreak, then we're going to do this. Or this community has an outbreak, then we're going to do this. Or if there's a lot of different schools that uh, feel like they need to shut down sports for a while, then we can do this, that, or the other, and, and have that plan ready to go. That's, that's, that's the thing that's going to really show great leadership is just kind of saying, here's what we're going to do. If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, and then, of course, we're going to be able to move. And, and still finish up. I think it's going to be easy to start the season. We need to have a plan to finish the season, and and that's where that's where it becomes real tough. Um, coach, during the um, pre-dead period was mainly a conditioning thing. I don't think conditioning is going to be a a problem now because you're essentially doing the same things. Um, but, you know, how many weeks do you need some good hitting? I, you know, I, t- I know you don't take them through the ringer like the old days and give them water or anything like that. But, um, you know, what's a realistic time to, hey, we need this many weeks to bang on each other a little bit and absorb those blows? And, you know, how, how long does that take for you, you think? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a million-dollar question there. You know, uh, we've looked at at different different uh, time periods, and you know, we know how we used to do it way back in the day. But uh, everybody's shooting for three weeks, and I think three weeks sounds about right. You know, you don't want to uh, get your horses hurt before the race, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, I think there's a happy medium in there somewhere where you know you you, you need to do the hitting because you didn't have spring ball. And, and of course, you need to get guys kind of used to it. There's going to be some soreness and that sort of thing. But then, of course, you don't want to overdo it. If you overdo it, you're definitely going to have more injuries. And uh, you just got to use common sense. I think. Uh, I think uh, a big question mark is: Are we going to have? Uh, are we going to have scrimmages, or are we going to have a jamboree? You know, 
I don't think we need a, a million scrimmages and uh, a ton of a ton of different work with other teams. But I do think we need at least one jamboree or at least one scrimmage, just so that everybody involved can kind of get used to the new ways of doing things. You know, I I have a jamboree scheduled. I hope they let me do it, and it's not just for our dress rehearsal before the season. I mean, I think it'd be good for the players and the coaches to kind of, uh, you know, get out there and, and have a, a scrimmage before the first game. But I think, you know, our ticket takers, you know, they need a little practice on how we're going to handle with the uh, the new pandemic going on and, and, and stuff like that. I think our concession stand workers uh, need a little practice. I think how we're going to handle crowds and how we're going to handle social distancing. I think all of that needs to be uh, practiced uh, during a jamboree or a scrimmage setting. So hopefully they'll give us at least one of those just to kind of get everybody a little bit of practice. You know, I've heard that the, the coin flip is going to involve, you know, just a referee and, and one player uh, from both teams. You know, I think those things that are different uh, kind of need to be practiced and, and sorted out before, you know, we just hit the ground running with a, with a season. The um – of course, I guess right now, I mean, um, everybody, at least in Rutherford County, they're anxiously awaiting to how they're going to handle school right now, for that matter. That's true, you know, and, and that's the thing about it. There's going to be so many different school districts on so many different plans. It's going to be a unique year, you know. It's going to be different than, than any other year before. And, and there's still a lot of questions to be answered, and, and luckily, there's still a little bit of time to, to get this stuff figured out. We're joined today by Oakland football coach Kevin Creasy. We'll take a quick pause and be right back. Folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's busy out here up and down 24, but it's moving fairly decent here on 24 East. Coming over from Nashville back into Rutherford County. Short stopping of delays there at sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard, Broad and Church. It's got some traffic as well. But that perfect getaway just outside of Gatlinburg. Check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on now. CosbyCreekCabins.com I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. Of course, you can still order online, call in for pickup, and have Sir Pizza delivered to your door. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. We're joined today by Oakland football coach Kevin Creasy. Coach, um, when you're you're doing all these drills uh, day after day after day, like normally this week, you'd probably be at a passing uh, tournament. 
a seven-on-seven seven tournament. Uh, how do you keep things from getting just totally bore, boring? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question. You know, normally we we were, uh, you know, always going to that Titan seven-on-seven. And, uh, you know, we've been to Charlotte a couple times, to National 707. And it's it's fun to compete against guys, but, you know, we're getting guys in shape and they don't even realize it. So uh, now we're just kind of going through the monotony of uh, doing a lot of the same stuff. You know, we can't really compete against each other, can't hit a pad or a dummy or anything like that. Uh, you know, basically just doing a lot of conditioning, a lot of lifting, and, and we got to just, you know, look at the the bright side. The good side is we're getting more lifting in than we ever have in July. You know, we're getting more uh, running in, and hopefully we're getting better and bigger and stronger. And, and that kind of stuff, normally at this time, we're not getting to spend a lot of time in the weight room. But now we do, and, and we're getting a lot of individual time, you know. And there's a lot of young guys like sophomores that are getting coached up uh, by their position coaches or by me and, that, you know, a lot of times this time of year, they're not getting a lot of individual attention, but they are getting plenty now, probably more so than they even realize to appreciate, you know. But uh, we're, we're trying to uh, find, uh, find a way to kind of keep people involved and keep all the guys involved and all the guys busy and uh, get them better at football and uh, do so in a safe manner. So, uh, you know, it's it's better than them sitting on the couch. And, and so I think our guys are glad that we're at least getting to do something, even though a lot of times it, it's a lot of the same stuff. Coach, um, everybody is in the same boat. They didn't have spring ball. Um, you know, there's lots of limitations. Obviously, some will push the envelope and maybe bend a row or outright break a row. But put it, you know, with all that being said, what do you think the first couple weeks um, of the games are going to look like? Do you think the quality be a, not as good as it has been? Um, and, and a follow-up to that, is this a season, if, you know, if it goes ahead where um, team may not look very good for two or three weeks and then they kind of hit their peak and uh, really finish strong? Yeah, you know uh... – I think uh, a lot of times we would already be getting ready for our first opponent, but right now we don't know who our first opponent really is. Uh, so I think everybody's behind. I know we're we're playing a lot of people that they don't have a lot of experience. As, of course, big game experience, they, they definitely don't have big game experience, but uh, they don't have a lot of experience. And, and normally you knock that out. You know, where we've got we've got some guys competing for starting spots, and normally that's decided a, a lot of times in the spring. And uh, right now we've we've got a we got a lot of question marks. And uh, you know, I think because of what we've all been through, you know, a, a lot of times the more experienced teams uh, are going to come through this uh, with no problems. And then at the beginning, I think. There's going to be a lot of sloppy football. I do think there'll be a lot of sloppy football, and a lot of people are going to have to, you know, just kind of start simple and work their way, you know, through the season by kind of finding out and finding themselves what they can do well at. And right now I think everybody's just kind of so far behind that it, it's going to be a pretty simple pretty simple season at the beginning. And, and uh, I think the teams that have the most returning starters are – are going to be at a huge advantage. With that in mind, who's your first opponent? Uh, it's supposed to be Hendersonville. Yeah, because I was going to say, they were a pretty young team last year, if I'm not mistaken, and do have a lot of players coming back. Yeah, they've got they've got a, a slew of running backs back. They've got three running backs that played a lot for them that are returning. And so they've, they've got a, a good defense coming back, a good set of running backs and and uh you know there'll be a tough opponent if that's our first game you know i'm not sure and, and uh, i know that they do a really good job over there they got really good coaches and stuff so it, it should be a huge challenge if, if they are our first game um speaking of position battles um your your quarterback um graduated uh last year 
who's battling um, for that position right now? Yeah, you know, we got Victor Stevenson, who got to play some quarterback last year. He plays every snap of defense for us, but uh, Victor's doing real well for us right now. And Ian Slocker, uh, Ian has played uh, JV ball the last two years, but to his credit, we've gone undefeated in JV ball the last two years. Uh, so those two are both going to be seniors, and they're battling it out. Uh, I think they're they're having a good competition against each other, and they're both really good players. So uh, it's going to be pretty neat to see those two uh, throughout the year. And uh, as of right now, if I was to name a starter, I'd name both of them as a starter. So they're both doing well, and, and hopefully uh, after a few games, maybe uh, the cream will rise to the top. You'll see, see the best one out there. But uh, if they're both doing as well as they've done uh, here lately, I think uh, – we could possibly do what we did uh, a few years ago with Timmy Goodrich and Brevin Linnell and just kind of play both of them and, uh, you know, never miss a beat. So so uh, competition's always good over here, and, and we love uh, having two guys that are really good at a position, and, and hopefully they make each other better, you know, instead of uh, just settling for one guy. So it's uh, it's going well so far, and uh, like I said, right now I name both of them as the starter. Um. Of the, of the options or scenarios in that contingency plan, which one did you do you like the best? Well, of course, I like 10 games. Uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, that was one of their options, but if the governor pulls back his order, I think there's a possibility for 10 games and, and the regular five rounds of playoffs. That's the best-case scenario. But uh, after that, I think, you know, eight games would be fine. Uh, eight games uh, would allow us to take a couple people to the playoffs, you know, instead of four. I think that scares some people. But I think uh, taking two instead of one is a whole lot better because a lot of times the second-best team in our region uh, is uh, better than whoever won the region down the road. Uh, so, I definitely think taking two to the playoffs is good, and I'm kind of leaning toward the, you know, eight games and four rounds of the playoffs. All right, Coach, appreciate you joining us today. I know it's going to be a wild month or two, and hopefully we'll get some answers soon and get you guys back out there. All right. Appreciate you having me. Thank you, Coach. That's Kevin Creasy joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles.